handle the truth. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thursday night. Get right. Another great, great episode. Demetrius, Knuckles Hill, my co-host. And of course, I'm Thomas Freemy. This is the Thomas Freemy TV and podcast show. Thursday night. Get right. Tonight, man, we'd like to welcome in uh, 88.5 WMNF and Mr. DJ Spaceship. Uh, you know, we've, we've been collaborating and, and hopefully we can... Um, we can produce a good show uh, for the radio station here in Tampa Bay, man. It's really good, 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 good radio station. Uh, conscious, conscious talk, conscious community, conscious talk. Um, we came together. They loved, they loved uh, what I was talking about. They loved our show, D. And uh, <clears throat> you can catch DJ Spaceship Monday mornings, uh, early in the morning. I believe he's on for for three hours. Uh, maybe six to nine, if I remember correctly, but, um, great group of guys and such, but, but yeah, man, we, we, uh, we going on the radio D. Hey man. Hey, how y'all doing? It's, uh, it's the one and only Demetrius Knuckles Hill. And, uh, I'm happy. I'm elated. Not just because I'm alive, but because I made it. And, uh, and we trying to inspire and motivate some people. We trying to uplift some people. We trying to make some changes in the community. And, and that's what this is about right here. That's why certain radio stations and certain people, certain organizations take note notice because they see that the content is content that we're not saying that this is the first time they ever heard this content, but we're saying that this is probably the first time they heard it spit as raw as we do it. And uh, as unadulterated as we do it from people who was once considered the lowest, lowest, downest, dirtiest hmm. people on the planet Earth to now people want to listen to us and want us to speak on their behalf and in defense of them and others. So I'm feeling grateful. Amen to that, man. And let me tell you how much <clears throat> how much truth you speak, homeboy, is, is that's exactly what they were saying at the station today was that. You know, their baseline, their baseline subscribers, their baseline listeners um, are, are a little bit older and they're kind of ingrained and set in the way. And the conversations that we bring are new to them. Right. The, these are conversations that uh, they probably wouldn't have listened to before. But in the crux of everything that is going on. Right. And this this is, again, our message, my point and the crux of everything going on, you really have to take a step back and start saying, okay, now is, is this really intentional now? I've been hearing this for years, but nothing else makes sense unless I, I stick the word intention in front of it. So, you know, we, 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 uh, we, we base our opinions based upon our living experiences and what we've seen, what we've witnessed. Um, true enough, this is an opinionated show backed up by by facts as far as our living experiences but these are our experiences that we've lived through and that we've made a a promise to ourselves to God and to our community to come and 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 tell the truth man because that's the only thing that makes sense but you hit it right on the head that's exactly what they said and what they needed here in this community you know I as as I'm sitting here thinking and I'm saying that people 
When I feel like people want to hear me speak, that to me tells me that I'm on the right track. Because when you have people who have, some people have not even been through half the stuff that we've been through, but they want to hear about what we've been through. And and we would we would gladly tell people that you don't have to agree with what we're talking about. You don't have to agree with anything that we're saying. But we're trying to give you a little bit of insight on why we say the stuff that we say so you can understand us. So it's like, for example, if I was told my entire life that the sky was green, if I was told this in my, my entire life, and I get into an argument with someone, and I'm, and I'm saying the sky is green, blah, and you see me adamantly talking about it, and you have a problem with what I'm saying, it is incumbent upon you, important that you come to me and say, why, why, why you say that? And then if you learn more about my past, you'll understand why I said the sky was a different color than it actually is. And you would say, oh, okay, now. And now you can try to teach me something. Or I may be able to teach you something. But that's how we open doors. We don't, we don't get down on somebody because they have an opinion. We try to understand why they come up with that opinion. That's what makes this right here, this show different from so many to me, is that we have our opinions, but we're not saying that you got to agree with our opinions. You know what I'm saying? Just make it make sense. That's all. Just make it make sense because what we say makes sense. It makes sense. And we can, we can root it all the way back to slavery. But when, when, they come with these, you know, with the propaganda and the lies and the stigma. It don't make sense. Hence why you have the radio station reaching out to individuals like us saying, hey, our community needs to hear these conversations. So yes. that's a great segue also into into tonight's um, discussion, man. But for the listener, right, who may be coming in new to this show and such, know this, that Although this is me and Demetrius, I don't know, maybe 15th show, somewhere around there. We've been going for a minute now. Demetrius and I have never really met personally in person. And we just came together off Facebook through, you know, mutual contacts. Demetrius up there, what he was doing. I happened to go to Michigan, um, advocate a little bit up there for the fellas. Um, and we just kind of came together with this show here. And... What's even more important, also knowing going into this discussion, is that Demetrius and I really don't communicate through the week. We don't game plan. We don't sit down and we just say we connect today, like around one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. I make sure that he's going to, you know, be able to make it on live. I ask him what, you know, what's the topic? You know, let's let's talk about this. OK, bam. And we run from that where there's nothing scripted, nothing you know, uh, just nothing practiced. This is all, this is just all us talking about what we've experienced through the week and what's going on in the news. And I say that to say, because that leads into tonight's discussion, um, which that'll unfold. But before we get into that, we have to give our thanks, of course, number one, thanks to God. Um, and, and, uh, just man, thank you God for just keeping me alive, keeping me in place for for um giving me the 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 burdens that you did the hurdles that you did and also just sending me those little angels every once in a while right when i was down at my lowest and down at my weakest 
Send me just those little angels to make me just just keep on stepping to, to produce what you've produced today. So all glory goes to God in that fashion. I'm here to represent his glory and push his message through that. And with that, my love goes to the homeless. My love goes to the addicted. Um, please make sure that you visit www.cominghomecoalition.com. We have a raffle coming up in a couple weeks, y'all. And I have nobody signed up for this raffle. I'm trying to give away free baseball tickets. I can't even get a, give away free baseball tickets, man. Mm. Can't even give away free baseball tickets. So you guys go to the website, check out Project Start Fresh, help Eddie Deloy um, go from homelessness to self-sufficiency. This is what we do at Project Start Fresh. Check it out. Check his story out. And uh, please, man, sign up for the raffle, man. Help me get this thing going. I need help from the community. Uh, all in part, I will pass over to D in there so he can give his his graces. And D, you got it. Y'all know, uh, you know, I always tell people, uh, I just told somebody yesterday and earlier today that uh, this ain't me doing this work. This ain't my plan. It ain't my plan. Believe what I tell you, it's not my plan to do this work. It's God's plan, so if you don't like it, take it up with him and not me. Mm. You know, because I might cuss you out. He gonna have mercy on you. So I'm doing God's plan. All of this is planned out. That's the only script that we go by is God's script. Other than that, we don't go by scripts on the show. We go by raw emotions, opinions, and things like that. So we, you know, that's where we give our thanks to, uh, to, to God for putting us in a position to even have a voice in this uh, realm of existence. And uh, this is not entertainment at all. I don't want people to think that we're trying to entertain you. We're trying to feed you some knowledge. We're trying to show you some things. And we're trying to learn some stuff from you so we could give to someone else. And I want to say this in the beginning, that we want to thank all of the organizations that have partnered with us one way or another, given us resources or whatever. That's you know, from Coming Home Coalition, the Michigan Liberation that I work for, the Nation Outside, who I partner with, uh, Mike Simi, who I partner with, American Friends Service Committee, uh, MST Abate, and all of these other organizations that partner with us one way or another to help us, to give us insight and help us to grow in this field that we're in. It's not just communication field, but this is an uplifting field. This is a humanitarian acts that we're committing right now is towards humanity. And we just want to thank everybody involved for putting us in this position. Amen to that, man. Humanitarian. You know, AD, man, listen, let, uh, people, I really want you people to understand this, right? Because humanitarian. Now, that is the word how I described us to the, to the, to the radio station today. I use that word. I use that <laughs> specific word, right? In the, in the context, because... You know, he he explained like, man, now, listen, there there is a line, you know, there is a line that that we have to protect because our loyalty is to our listeners. And if our listeners start calling in saying, hey, listen, these guys said some anti-Semitic stuff or or because that's the big thing is now is is this anti-Semitic or whatever, um, you know, then we're going to have to do something about that. And I and I, I told him I said man I, I completely agree I said but understand that we are humanitarians and we're not out to disrespect anybody 
you know, only to start a discussion. If anybody feels slighted, we always welcome that discussion. And I think we're two men that have come to a point in our life that we can stand a straightening if one is there, but the truth will be the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth will be the truth, but that was the word that I used, humanitarian. But man, listen, so let me start off tonight's show, right, with keeping the divinity alive. Mm-hmm. And man, D, listen, and all of this unfolded naturally. It was not planned at all. But yesterday, I went back into prison for the first time since my release in 2016. Now, I was released at 1042, approximately 1042 on March 16th, 2016, which happens to be today. Today is my actual birthday, the birthday of Thomas Freeman. But Mm. yesterday is when I went back into prison. Exactly. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Seven years to the day. Right. (laughs) I left federal prison as a convicted felon with no path, no nobody there to greet me. But my mother and father, my daughter, who was meeting me for the first time in street clothes seven years ago today, Mm. probably right around this time because I was being delivered to the halfway house. So we kind of met at the bus station and then they ran me to the halfway house. So it was uh, right around this time. And uh, of course my daughter didn't recognize me. Mm. She didn't recognize me and it was was kind of an awkward moment, but I understood and, and such. But I went back into prison yesterday, seven years to the day, the significance of the number seven, right? And its holiness, the divinity behind seven, uh, completion. You know, the, the 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 world was created in seven days. So for me, like you said, homeboy, and this is how you and I are on the same path, because you laid it out. It's it's all of this stuff is just happening in, in its divineness. You know, it's it's God is working his magic. And I do not subscribe, listener, listen. I do not subscribe to religion. I am not a religious person, but I am in tune with myself and in tune with the spirit. And this is how I know that because these these things just start happening. They 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 unfold the way that they do. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening, man, because I I like I like to go uh go by numbers as well. And uh it's, it's everything is based on some type of number. And uh, so it was approximately four and a half years ago. That's 4.5 years ago. Four plus five equal nine. Nine, nine uh, is the number of, nine is the perfect number. That's man standing on his square upright. And so it's funny. And, 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 and keep in mind, this is to the listeners. I did not know that he used the word humanitarian with the radio station earlier. I used the word humanitarian with you all. I did not know that he went into the prison system for the first time in whatever. I seen it on Facebook for the first time. Little did he know that I had went back into the prison system on Tuesday, just this Tuesday, March 14th, I went back into the prison system. <laughs> and uh, 
We went because there was 23 women being released from prison on this particular day. Mm -hmm. And our organization, the collective group of organizations came together and we wanted to provide them with some care packages on the way out the door and provide them with some uh, some well-needed, much-needed hugs and some good words of wisdom and inspiration and motivation. So we provided care packages to the first 15 women who came out and was greeted by their families and all of that type of stuff. And we was elated and stuff. The next eight women were supposed to leave on a bus because they were either going out of state or family did, couldn't make it up there, whatever the situation was. Well, the officers told us that those ladies weren't, were no longer leaving. So we knew that was a, a load of boo-boo. So we waited like 30 minutes and we went up to the prison and I go to the desk. Wasn't nobody at the desk, which was a violation of officer handbook. Hmm. Wasn't nobody at the desk for like five or six minutes. Nobody. But yet we're inside the prison. And so finally, a lady came by. She went and got the officer, told that people at the desk. So the officer walked up to us, and we knew that it was going to be some drama. We hmm. could look in his face. I told the young lady with me, I said, this ain't going to turn out right here. Because I recognize those type of officers, and I recognize the energy. And so now I'm back in prison for the back at prison for the first time. And I'm being triggered by this energy and the and the physical appearance of this person that matches the energy. Because I've seen it for 28 years. Mm. And so now he asked us, what were we there for? We tell him that we was trying to give out care packages and et cetera. And we had done so earlier with the other 15 women. He told us, you shouldn't have, you don't supposed to be on this compound passing out nothing. We say, well, the parking lot is public property. Mm -hmm. He said, you shouldn't be here. You're not supposed to be passing out nothing here. So I say, excuse me, sir. I said, uh, what time are the women leaving on the bus so we can at least provide them with care packages as well? He say, they already gone. So we know this is a lie. So at, at, at the time, I'm taking my phone out of my pocket and telling the young lady with me, I said, you know, uh, I think they're on some BS. I'm, I'm telling her I'm about to call some higher official in the prison system. He looks at me. He say, the next time you come in here, you better not bring that cell phone with you. Mm. I felt like Steve Harvey in that moment. I looked back like, <laughs> talking to me? So I say, he said, you better not bring that cell phone with you again. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, First of all, you should learn how to respect people. Speak to people with respect. I never disrespected you. We can't, we're trying to do a good deed. But you know what the Bible said? And I'm not a religious guy either, but I do know this. The Bible says no good deed goes unpunished. Mm. Not bad deed, no good deed goes unpunished. So I was there to do a good deed and I was being punished for it. Why? Because that's when the devil shows his ugly face. He's not going to show his ugly face if you're already walking with him. He don't need to show his ugly face when you're walking with him. So the work that we're doing right now, him going back to the prison system, me going back to the prison system, not even knowing that we're going back at the same time, that work tells a story of our passion and fortitude, the direction that we're trying to go. This is no script. I didn't video none of this at the prison. I didn't do any of that. Right. Because it wasn't about a video. It was about the people. Not just the people there, 
but those families out here that want to see the people in there come back home. Hence the term coming home coalition. So this what is that's what that's what all of this is about. Trying to bring these people home and bring them home the right way and bring light to issues and think uh, 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 things that tends to stunt the growth of brothers and sisters coming out. We trying to level this playing field so they can have a smoother transition. It's a great feeling. Yeah, you know, and that's unfortunately that's that's the burden that we we carry because it's hard to grow that way. It's hard to to get people to notice what we're doing. And in some cases like my case, you know, me and my co-founder, my co-founder and I, we're busting our butt to keep this thing going and trying to bring awareness, but like you say, I'm not carrying around my phone to to video me doing the things that I do. And I miss out a lot on that because, you know, there's there's no footage. I thought I, I audio recorded it, but I lost it somewhere, apparently. But where I'm, I'm, I'm bandaging and changing a naked homeless man's uh, foot in, in Wawa's parking lot at 7.30 in the morning. Something like that would, would go viral, but there's right. no trace of it. And not only not only me doing that, but but the, the, the whole thing that, that turned out from it. You know what I mean? Where where the other people started coming, but that's a, another story for another day. But that's that is it. Is is I'm not setting up cameras around and and doing things purposely to be recorded, and in a way that that hurts because the people don't see what we're out there doing. You know, right. they don't know. They just come here Thursday night, see us on the TV. They don't know what that week looked like for us. You know, right. But, so how did you feel though? So you you um you just went into the the main the main lobby part portion of it, um inside the gates or whatnot. Of course, the dysfunction of of the prison running there, which I, I can share my dysfunction as well. <laughs> I, it made me feel when I I'm gonna tell you something, man. Oddly, it made me feel empowered mm. because I was going in there. It's like it's like when you know you won the game, right? You know you're going to celebrate because you won the game. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you do after what your celebration consists of, but you know you won the game. So I know I won already. I'm out. And now I'm going back in there to help somebody else. I felt empowered. You can't take the win away because I already won. The game over. I shot the shot. It went in. The score said I won. You lost. I'm good. So I was just elated, man, just to be able to go back in there, man, and help somebody. Because this is we are the example that they look for when they say I, I, they're looking for a motivation. We are the example. We are the motivation. We are the light that families look to and that those people inside there who's going through those trials and tribulations, we are the light that they look to, man. And we got to keep shining. Mm. It ain't about no camera either. It ain't always about a camera, but I just want to tell our, our listeners that we do try to uh, have cameras and stuff because, you know, we understand that some people are inspired by what they see. Mm -hmm. So we do try to give them some a visual to let them know that this is real. 
that's why some of us have cameras with us and we do Facebook lives and stuff where we at because people need to see that this stuff is real and all you have to do is contact us and you can become a part of this. Yeah, no question. We definitely need that. Definitely need always looking for volunteers. You know, even if even if that volunteer is somebody that follows us around for the day. Hey, man, let me tag along with you for the day and get some footage for you. You know what I mean? Or whatever. I mean, the stuff like that is is a tremendous help. You know, it definitely is. But, you know, empowered. And then, uh, uh, you know, a note from, from my co-founder. She says, funny he uses the word empowered. You two are in tune. And, <clears throat> homie, for me, it was... It was emotional. Now, for us, we actually went into the prison, I mean, into the chapel, and all the inmates were in front of us, right? And these were inmates that were coming home within nine months. And this is sort of like a reentry uh, type program. So we had a, a lot of great organizations here in the Tampa Bay area, A. Brown Ministries. Um, that's the one that stands out. Uh, I know there was a couple of them, but us, PowerNet, um, we were... We were there, and uh, pulling up, I guess I was okay, um, but when we got through the gate, empowered is a good word, and one that I, I didn't think of, but I felt like, have you ever done mazes? Yeah. You used to do mazes as a kid, right? You know how when you finally complete the maze, like it's you don't even you don't even look at the maze no more. You conquered yeah. this maze. You know what I mean? And it's like now you could you could run around the maze and not even panic anymore because you know the way out. Right. You understand? And that's kind of like how I felt. Like this was something that I conquered. And and now that I understood what I conquered, I know that it can't entrap me anymore. So I didn't feel like I was going to go in there and not come out. I knew I was coming back out. Wow. You understand? But what I did feel, D, and what kind of shook me and made me emotional was since I've been home seven years, homeboy, I've been trying to find where my home is at. Wow. You know what I mean? I've been, I've been trying to find where I can, I can call home. And I thought I was building that, and that got ripped out from underneath me. And and since then I've really been just trying to find my home. Right. And I I instantly felt that when I went in there. I felt mm. I felt peace. I felt comfort. Um, I felt I was in an environment that I knew, I understood. I didn't, you know, you know how some people like we used to see these people come in, these outside people come in and they'd be scared to death. Yeah. Looking around like, you know what I mean? Even a couple of that, that we were with, they were, you know, a little discombobulated and, and whatnot. But I just felt I, I was at home. I felt embarrassed that I had to wear this. Wow. That, I, the, 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 the thing, the emergency button. Yeah. I felt embarrassed. Like, I, I don't want to wear it. What, if, what am I going to wear this for? You know what I mean? I really honestly felt embarrassed and I felt like it would disconnect me from the people that I was going to see, you know? you know? Man, you use that word embarrassed, man. And in my mind, I was thinking of some, I was trying to give a, a visual of something of how 
you know, you could feel so happy and elated and sad, but you don't really want, you feel ashamed to let people see it, right? Because you're so happy. That's kind of how I felt that it was almost, I kind of felt embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I feel like I made it and there's so many people who have not achieved their freedom yet. And and so I be feeling so good inside, and I felt so good inside that day that I was laughing in my mind. I just felt kind of embarrassed because a part of me felt guilty that I was free and so many others weren't. A part of me felt like that. But I had to wrap my mind around the thought that there was people coming in who felt just like me when I was in there. And they was coming to do a job. That job was to get me out of there, relax my mind enough, calm me down enough, teach me enough that will allow me to focus on the goal at hand and not allow my circumstances around me to define who I am now and who I want to be when I step out that door. And so I had to think about these things in the process of this officer trying to provoke me. And by the way, he had a gun on his hip too. Mm. And he was trying to provoke me. And and I ain't gonna lie, you know, a part of me wanted to, uh, you know, give him the five finger discount, mm -hmm. like, like, like Will Smith did Chris Rock. Mm. And uh, a part of me, because it did trigger me to the days when I was in there around file police and they would do things to try to provoke you and lie on you on tickets. And in my mind, I had already said, I'm not in here, so you can't write me a ticket. And it's on camera. I'm very conscious of the camera. And you messing with the wrong guy because I will make sure you do not have your job tomorrow morning. And as I said on my, my podcast, The Great Minds Project 5.0, I said that if they treat people, visitors, the way that he treated us, imagine how they treat the prisoners on the inside. Mm -hmm. so, so now when you're talking about the feeling of going in or that maze, for example, you know, once you learn how to get out the maze, you no longer have any fear about going into the maze anymore because you know how to get out. Right. And so you went in and you knew the door wasn't locking behind you. So I went in and I knew the door wasn't locking behind me. So I was prideful of that. That's why I was kind of ashamed and embarrassed too, because I'm going in, man, and, and I'm knowing that prisoners on the yard can see us outside in the parking lot and they see us go in. But a part of me just felt embarrassed or ashamed because in my mind, I kind of felt like, man, I wish I could bring somebody out with me. It would make me feel so guilty. Mm. So I, I went through those emotions real quick in my mind. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, man, we doing a work, we doing a godly work, man. We doing a monumental work, man, that need to be done by somebody. And, and who better to do it but 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 men like us who have been there, who understand the ins and outs of it, and who literally have a genuine passion and interest in bringing people home. No question. Absolutely, man. And, and um, 
it, it was a, uh, it was surreal. And I, I mean, you know, I had I had my moment as well, right? Like, and and again, listener, these are the similarities, right? And and I'm glad that D had his experience, right? And to 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 come on here to share so that you can see these linears between and and don't forget now this man is up in Detroit this man is up in Michigan I'm here in Florida right All right so now you know we go in we get checked in uh we're walking across the compound there's inmates everywhere of course we go into the chapel um the inmates are, are filled or the chapel's filled with with inmates or whatnot um and then a couple people they had a host introducing the organizations uh the the there was a man that got up first that was talking about he's from the hillsborough county area and forgive me I, I i am so bad with names so bad with names it's 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 to the point of almost disrespectful it really honestly is that's how bad with names i am so i don't mean any disrespect by not calling out the name it's just that my my memory i got so much stuff on my head but so he went and then the orchestrator of our project, Mr. Craig Powell, with PowerNet, he spoke out on, on PowerNet and, and what we were there and what our intention was to do. And then uh, he was calling for one of us to come up, and, and there was four of us in total, five of us in total, five of us in total. And everybody was kind of hesitant, so I, I just said in my mind, okay, let me go. You know, let me go and get this over with. Because I'm emotional at this point, I really am, you know. And um, right before I said something, I hear a, a woman come from the back. I'm next, right? Mm. And here she comes stomping up the middle of the aisle in between the pews, comes up. I'm not going to put her on blast because uh, ah, we have to work with her for one. And two, um, I understand what her intentions are and and... Hopefully, we can have some conversations with her to let her know that her intentions are uh, on the other side of the spectrum. It's doing the complete opposite of what she thinks that it's doing. So she walks up and she starts chastising every inmate in the room. Mm. You people need to sit up, sit straight. These people took time out of their day to come in here you show them the proper respect, you know, and just giving them the ninth degree. And I'm sitting there and my mind is going a million miles a second because I'm like, I've been here a million times. Like you said, you dealt with this 28 years. Yeah. And now I'm in a point that I can say something and walk out. However, I had to bite my tongue because this wasn't my operation. That's right. This wasn't my operation. It wasn't my place to say anything. But boy, did I just want to say, excuse me, man, but this is completely uncalled for. You know right. what I mean? You don't even understand why these men are slouching. You don't even understand what's going on through their minds right now. You know, I want these people to come and be in their comfort. If they're comfortable slouching because they may feel insecure about being here or whatever the reason, they're right. trying to make themselves feel low without even realizing it. I want these people in their comfort because I want to see these individuals in their natural state, not this tip top shape that you think that you're trying to run in this prison. And what it was, it was just really a show of force. It was, I'm the, I'm the lead agent. I'm, and this was a woman, like I say, you know, yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm the top dog. Look how I have my guys in shape here at this prison. That's what it was. It was a dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. And these are people going home. Well, that's the best time that they really get to you. I just had a talk with someone today, uh, uh, no, yesterday, about the, the situation at the women's prison. And the, the, the individual that I was speaking to, the, uh, she said, she said, they was, that's the job that they have. They try to provoke you. Mm-hmm. They try to incite you. She said, just like the parole board, you go see the parole board and, and they grill you. I mean, they, they say some stuff to you. They try to provoke you to see how you're going to react. And, and if you fall for it, they got you. So the fact that when you go, when you going in, like you went in and you went, you was in on a mission, a literally a mission. And there was a detractor in there. That was her. She was the detractor. You went in with good intentions to stir up some good energy, inspire, motivate people. And here she was trying to derail the tracks that you laid down for them to follow to keep their mind focused on getting out. She tried to derail them. And, uh, and but sometimes we have to be mindful. We can't be so naive to think that Again, it says no good deed goes unpunished. We we have to be mindful and not be so naive to think that we're going to do good, we're going to do good things, and no, and we're going to have no challenges. Because I'm going to tell you something. I, it's, I swear I keep saying it. I just had these conversations with somebody because I'm always talking about this type of stuff with people. This is my life. This is my lifeblood, trying to help other people. But we was talking about how if you are not doing anything, if you're not doing anything productive and you're just laying around doing absolutely nothing with your time, why would the devil bother you? You're not making no motion. You already in the place where the devil wants you. And I'm talking about the devil that's inside you. I'm not talking about mm. nothing outside of us. I'm talking about that one thing that be on this shoulder and that that right thing that be on the other shoulder. So now when we find ourselves doing righteous things like you was doing up in that prison system, you doing you doing the type of work, that humanitarian work that is so much needed and so much more needed by so many more people. This is that humanitarian work that we seen other people, evangelists, and those people coming into the prison system when we first got in there and stuff like that, and they was doing great work. But they kind of aged out. So now we are the people who's going back in there doing that evangelistic type work. Nothing religious, but evangelistic, just simply speaking in terms of going in there to lift those people up. Because a lot of those people are feeling down, depressed, I, I go home, but I ain't got no home. I'm going to a shelter. Or I ain't got no family. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no resources. So where am I really going? Am I really going home? Mm. Or am I just getting out? So they going through these mix of emotions. I know because I went through it. I had a home to go to, but I went through all these emotions. I went through these emotions for other guys as well. So when we in, when we doing that type of work, 
we must remember that there's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be somebody that's going to me- try to mess up our table. Mm. We set the table for the people to eat supper with us. Is somebody's going to mess that table up? That's right, and and that's so. Let's let's dive into that, right? And and uh, good evening, uh, Justice for Gerard movement. Please, if you guys um, have a chance, please check out uh, the Justice for Gerard movement on Facebook. Um, great. Great, great things going on there, bringing awareness to the wrongful conviction of, of Gerard Haycraft. But um, let's dive into that. So is this woman a mastermind, right? Is she, does she know exactly what these men are going to face going out into society, right? And, and this is just her, her business skills, to prepare these people for that or uh is she just you know a, a tyrant or a dictator in that fashion you cannot help me by tearing me down there's no way that you can help me by tearing me down <laughs> you help me by building me up you help me by putting me on putting me on your shoulders and letting me see the t- see the distance see the future that's how you help me you don't help me by putting me on the ground and put your foot on my neck. And so she, again, when you are. But is, if, she, if, if, if the individual's putting their foot on your neck enough times to where you learn how to get that foot off your neck, didn't that person help you? That's the, but see, that's the whole thing. We're not talking about how we turn that negative energy into positive fuel for our tank. We're not talking about that. We're talking about their intentions is to destroy our hope, Mm. our efforts, our future. But this is why we come in there. This is why we talk to these guys and these women, because we we understand how people are going to come at us to try to tear us down, to take our hope away. So what we're doing, we're doing, that's why I opened up by saying, this, this ain't my plan. This God's plan. If you don't like it, take it up with him, not me. Because we're showing them that we're doing God's plan. And as long as you believe that, and well, I don't care what you consider to be your God, I'm not getting off into that part. Whatever you worship, whatever you have faith in, if you truly believe in that and it's right, mm-hmm. that's what we're inspiring in you. We're motivating you to stick to that which you think is right. If it got you this far, keep going with it. Do not let outside forces dictate the direct, the rightful direction that you're going. And so we're always going to be faced with these adverse situations and these people that want to try to destroy something that we build. That's what the devil do. The devil ain't gonna let ain't gonna let us build nothing righteous and not try to chip away at it or send somebody our way to chip away at it. Some of our closest some of our closest friends that we thought was our closest friends was chopping our feet off, chopping our feet off slowly, hitting that ankle a little bit like they do in wrestling. They keep hitting that in an MMA, they keep hitting that inner thigh mm-hmm. because eventually the leg going to give out. So some of our closest friends be hitting that inner thigh because eventually our leg going to give out. And then he going to call them other guys and say he down now, you can get him. Amen. Be prepared for that. Amen. 
So, I mean, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, I just, at that point, at, at that point, um, after, you know, she got done with her, her spiel, you know, I got up and I, and I looked at, at all these people, man. And the, uh, I couldn't look at them long cause man, I, I, I'm talking about, man, I was emotional, man. You know, and so I, I put I would look up and glance and look back down, and man, I just saw addiction. Yeah. You know, ninety nine percent of these individuals look like they they just were addicted. Right. And that's the thing with state, right? Because you're dealing with lower crimes in state for the most part. You know, you're dealing with the pettier crimes, the the lower crimes, the bottom of the totem pole but i'm looking at these people man and i got you know one guy he's he's just sitting here rocking like this here in the chair back and forth every once in a while he'll he'll go like this he's rocking back and forth you know and i'm i'm like man these people ain't ready man they're not ready man a large portion of these people are going to get out there and go right back into what they were doing in the first place and and I, I saw, like, they're looking at me like, you know, how do we do it? How do we do it, man? Because nobody wants to go back. I had one guy come up to me. He was locked up since 1995. He's going to a county, Seminole County. He said there's no resources in Seminole County. He's like, I, I hear you guys up here, but you're talking Hillsborough. You're talking Pasco. He's like, there's what, what about Seminole? There's nothing there. And he goes, like, I have no family. So I've been gone since 95. He's like, what am I going to do? He's like, I'm scared to death. This is an old man. Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. And, and, but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, man. Those are the times when you got to go within and find that inner strength. Because it's not always going to be somebody there to rescue you, man. It's not always going to be somebody there to rescue you, and sometimes you gotta you gotta say, you know what? This kind of like when I was growing up, and 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 we used to have <coughs> neighborhood fights against guys, or and they catch us at the school. Well, sometimes you just gotta stand up and fight. Sometimes you gotta stand up. That don't mean you're gonna lose. That don't mean you're gonna win. But I'm just saying you gotta stand up and fight. You don't know the end result. Because maybe if you stand up and fight and you put your dukes up right, when you open your eyes, ain't nobody going to be in front of you but success. Amen. Huh? That's power. A lot of times when you put up your hand, man, the, the people that you put your hands up to is going to put their hands down. That's right. That's right, man. So, I mean, but I do, but I, I, I honestly do feel for... Because you gave a good visual that I see every single day, man, when you talk about, you know, 90% of them people, you know, they, they look like they have been addicted. I worked at Team Wellness. Team Wellness here is a uh, a place where a lot of people have mental, have drug addiction, drug dependency, and mental illness. I worked there. So I, I know that I know that look, man. And and when you say you as emotional, I, I only reason I worked there, and they gave me less than minimum wage to work there. But the only reason I worked there, man, is because I felt so close to them people. Mm. I seen my mother there. 
I seen my father, I seen my uncles and aunts. I seen, and I couldn't help my mother and father, my uncles and aunts, but I was able to help a lot of them. I, I mean, I could tell you, just quickly tell you two stories. One female, her name is Tamisha. I'm not gonna say, Tamisha Little, cause she always tell me that I could say her name though. I remember she came into my office and she was like, uh, are you the, uh, are you the a specialist? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the peer support specialist. She said, I need to get on some medication. I'm trying to get off this uh, heroin. So I'm like, look, just have a seat. Talk to me. So I told her that we're going to get her down to the doctor to give her, to get him, get her a prescription for some of that meds that curb the heroin addiction, right? The urge. The doctor left. It was a Friday. So I'm like, the doctor's not coming back to Monday. She like, she like, Mr. D, Mr. D, I don't think I'm going to make it. I said, look, I told her a story of my aunt quit hearing cold turkey, 1988. I said, she quit cold turkey. I said, that was one of the hardest challenges for her, but she knew she could do it, and she survived for 20-some years, never looked back. I told her that story. I said, you can do it. You just got to know. Don't try to take it day by day, because mm. the day too long. Take it urge by urge. When the urge come up, fight it. Listen, she came back to me Monday. She said, I thank you so much. I didn't use blah, 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 blah. Right now, she just bought a car. Hmm. She go to college. She got two jobs. And she got a nice apartment. And she always say, I thank you so much. Because if it wasn't for you, I would have just went back to use it. No, I say, I say, no, if it wasn't for you. Right. Knowing that you had the strength within you. You would have went back to using, but you knew you was better than the person that was trying to take you away from yourself. That's right. Sometimes all somebody needs is just somebody to believe in them. You know, yep. just believe in them, man. You know how many you know how many thank yous I get people all over the country just saying, man, thank you for just believing in me. You know, when I tell you about news I got going on, you're always happy for me. You know, this really touches people. Yes. Just being genuine, being sincere, because we can recognize fakeness. You know what I mean? So when you're truly, genuinely happy for somebody that they're doing good, they feel that and it makes them empowered to keep going. You know? When I see that young lady in passing, I still see her in passing nowadays. She'd be like, D, I thank you so much. She say, she say, because you you gave me the strength to know that I had my own strength. Mm. You let me just use a little bit of your strength to find my own strength. And I made it. And I mean, literally, it kind of brings a tear to my eyes every time because she reminded me of my mother. Mm. And literally, I told her that. I said, that's why I grabbed you the way I grabbed you up. And I said, no, sit right here. And I say, I had to stay on you. I had to stay on her. And that's what we're doing now is that we can't be on everybody. But we try to absorb certain knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and resources that we could give to everybody, you know, because we can't be hit in person with every single individual. But what you did in that jail, man, with those people, and I, I, I hate to even keep referring to some biblical scripture, but Jesus never tried to reach out to the rich, the famous. He never reached out. He reached in reached out to and sat with the poor, the prostitutes, the thieves, 
This is the people that he was sitting and talking with. Why? Because they was the one in the dark. And he wanted to be right in the dark with them because when he started walking toward the light, they can see and say, man, I got to follow him because it's, it's a light behind him. Let me just follow him. And that's the work that we doing. We showing them that, man, we was in the dark. I know the dark. You know the dark real well. I know the dark. I know suicidal thoughts. I know the uh, depressive thoughts. I know the violent thoughts. I know the uh, I want to escape from prison thoughts. I know the, the hell with everybody thoughts. But I also know the thoughts that got me out. And that was just to learn as much as I could learn and absorb as much wisdom as I can absorb and learn to love myself enough to put myself first before anything else. And then after that, my faith is going to carry me the rest of the way. And that's what happened. Mm. Yeah, man, I, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and, um, you know, to, to, to wind this down, you know, a afterwards, uh, we had the Q&A in the back where the, the fellas could come back and, and approach us one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, I just started hitting these guys up, man. You know, giving them hugs, grabbing them up, man. What's, ah, come here, give, giving them hugs. You know what I mean? And see, that's not, these are the type of things that they're not going to get from outsiders who come in that have no experience in that. True right. enough, we have individuals that come in and, and and we appreciate the fact that you come in and do the things that you do. But that's why it's so important for people like us that we circle back around because <clears throat> that's where they're going to get <clears throat> that real love from. You know what I mean? That's where they're going to get. Man, I, when I hugged the one guy, man, he's like, man, I haven't had a hug in 10 years. Wow. You know, and, and it's, it's just th this is. It empowered me. And like you say, I was sad to leave. Everybody was in a rush to kind of get out of there. And I'm kind of just lackadaisian because I know that these people are what they're going back to. And right. and like you say, that is where that guilt kind of sets in of me leaving. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, you know, kind of yeah. like you're looking back, man, I'll, I'll be back for y'all, man. I promise. I'm going to come back, man. I'm going to come back. People like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. Go on. Because they've heard that so many times. But again, they heard that from people who really haven't been through the stuff that we've been through. So I understand their lack of uh, faith in us. We understand it because they have been left behind so many times by people who promised to come back for them. So now when we tell them we'll be back, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that before. Yep, 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 yep. And, you know... We try to keep our word, but our track record tells of what who we are, our track record. Amen. You know, you've been doing this for a minute. I've been doing this for a minute. I've been on Detroit, uh, the front page of Detroit Free Press, in Detroit Free Press, on multiple news stations. Uh, uh, I hit lead organizer for the restoration of Good Time in Michigan, for the shutdown of the women's prison in Michigan. Mm. Uh, I, I'm in coalition with several other organizations, so... I've been doing this, right? Our track record speaks for itself. We get on here and talk because this is the time to talk. After we get done talking, we go to strategizing again, and then we put in that physical work. And then we come talk again. 
But we must share, as, as the guy said today about uh, his organizing skills, he said, you must always be willing to share stories of your wins. Because that's what's going to inspire people. You can't go to the bank and just say, uh, can I borrow $50,000? And they say, for what? And you, and you say, well, uh, because I want to start this business up. And you don't tell them, and you don't show them a plan of action. Nothing successful that you've done. They're going to say, no, I'm not entrusting my money in you. <laughs> People will entrust their hope in us if we can show them that we have won something. We already won just stepping stepping back through the door with them. That's a great win because just our face inside of where they are and letting them know that we we understand because we've been there before, that's one win in our favor. That means that we automatically, that's like street cred, we mm -hmm. automatically got their ear now because we came back. Now we have to show them how we're winning and how they could join us in winning. And that's all we're trying to do, man. We're trying to teach them how to win and teach them how we had to learn how to win, too. Some We made a whole lot of mistakes. But it was somebody somewhere along the way that taught us to steer the, to get the steering wheel straight to show us how if you just keep going forward, you're going to win. You can't lose if you move forward. Ain't no going backwards if you're moving forward. That's right. And so that's, that's, that's the lesson that we're trying to teach a lot of the brothers saying, I don't care about what you've been addicted to. Mm. One day off addiction, one day off addiction can lead to two days and so on and so forth. So if you could just stop using that drug for one day, if you could avoid committing crime for one day, you on the road to success, period. Absolutely. So uh, Coach Don White, who is part of the gym program that we got, he, he was one that uh, went into the institution with us. Um, he tuned in tonight. First time listener, love your passion and work. Continue on humanity, not insanity. So, uh, essentially that's it, man. You know, wrapping up tonight is, is that, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's just self, you know, uh, retrospect. It's, it's looking deep within and understanding, um, like I said on, on my post, you know, anybody can change. It's just how bad you want to change. Yes. You know, are you tired of your life being in chaos, being in toxicity? Start taking a look at some of the things that you're chasing after, some of the priorities that you're putting ahead of other priorities, and and you'll start to find that uh, you're you're creating a lot of this toxicity in your life. You know, and and the question is, is when are you going to get tired enough to just cut ties with all of it? And and enjoy what little bit of life that you have left. You know, for me, I spent most of my life running from the police, doing things that I thought were going to bring me, you know, notoriety as being a, an OG. Um, you know, one of the hardest white boys out there was how I was, you know, I was trying <laughs> to make myself, you know, and 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 that's exactly what life dealt me. You want to be hard? We're going to put you around hard individuals. Yeah. You know, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. That's just the story of life. So I, I don't want that toxicity. I don't want that violence anymore. I'm tired of it. Um, I just want peace, and I want to find my home. And in order to do that, I just have to do things the right way. That's you right. Know? 
my one of my friends, a lot of my friends have, because I'm, 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 I got, I got us on Facebook right here. Mm. So people chiming in, but one of my friends, I have to quote something that he would always say. He was my bunkie. He did 29 years, Corey Bibbs. He did 29 years. He got out seven days before me. Mm. And I used to write, I was writing a book called My Final 100 Days in Prison. And he used to be like, man, you, you writing down this stuff? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he like, man, he like, man, we about to go out. We about to get out of prison to be kings. Mm. He say, man, we're not getting out of prison to be subservient to anyone. We getting out of prison to be kings. He say, Joseph, Joseph went into the prison system, was thrown into the prison system. He came out, became a pharaoh. <laughs> he said, why can't we come out to be kings? Amen. And so that, there he is right there. Corey say, I'm proud of you, my brother. Keep doing the people's work. And this is conversations that me and guys have had, man. And that's why I smile so hard. I'm so happy. I love to see brothers and sisters who get out and be about this work, man, because I know how easy it is for us to lose sight. I know how easy it is. The drugs, the money, the clubs, the streets, the so many distractions. So when I find brothers and sisters that's really still staying focused on what they said they're going to do and doing that work and doing righteous things and staying out of trouble, man, I am super proud, man. And so I just want to, oh, we're we about 902. So I just want to end my, end my thought with this here, man. I'm going to paraphrase something Obama said in 2008 when he won. I'm just paraphrasing. He said, when you're met with cynicism and doubt and those people who say you can't, you respond with the timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, you can. You got to believe that you can do it. And then you got to walk in your faith and you're going to do it. Period. <laughs> Ain't nobody stop you from doing nothing if you just keep moving forward. They'll get rolled over it, if anything, but they can't stop you. Only you can stop you from succeeding in life. So I'm going to give my shouts out once again to Coming Home Coalition, Michigan Liberation, Nation Outside, My Semi, uh, American Friends uh, Service Committee, MST of Bay, and so many other organizations that's out here putting in this work to lift up these communities, protect these communities, and make these communities safe. That's why I'm giving my shout outs to. Amen. I'll pass it back to you, brother. Amen. And and uh, for all those that chimed in tonight, Ms. J. Love, uh, again, the Justice for Gerard movement, please check that out on Facebook. She put in the comments um, when she goes live. Actually, she's got tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And make sure to check her out. She's a, she's a great advocate as well. And for all the advocates, men, women, and all the like, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And because of you guys constantly chipping away year in and year out, this discussion is where it's at. This discussion is now going to the airwaves, to the radio waves. And, and five years ago, that would have never happened. The community would have never been ready to, for, for these discussions. But because we've witnessed police murder our American citizens on, on TV and in our streets, and because we're seeing what's going on in our communities everywhere, people are starting to, to turn to us and listen to us because what we say is makes sense. And for that, we thank God for because it, it, it makes us feel like we're, we're pushing forward, like you said. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Pushing forward. So until next week, thank you guys. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. Stay safe. We out of here. Stay up. Stay woke. Peace.